Good morning, I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily video update for March 15th, 2022, the famous Ides of March. Today we're going to be looking at the question of why is it that with all the uh, efforts underway to achieve a peace in the situation involving Russia and Ukraine, there is an undermining of those efforts going on, a deliberate undermining asking the question of who really wants a bigger war. Now, negotiations are continuing between Ukraine and Russia. Both sides are saying there's some progress being made and they're going to continue meeting again today. Uh, and there are a number of increasing number of international figures who are weighing in and calling for a peaceful resolution. And yet, they're being attacked in the West as Putin apologists, or worse, when they're, they're being threatened. When China agreed to work with European governments to find a peaceful resolution, they were told that unless they supported the sanctions, and this was delivered to them yesterday by National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, that unless they agreed to support the sanctions to destroy Russia, their nation and their corporations will be targeted as well for sanctions. You have attacks on Israeli Prime Minister Bennett for talking about the uh, offering Israel as an honest broker uh, for peace between Ukraine and Russia. Uh, Chan former Chancellor Merkel was attacked uh, just over the possibility that she might decide to, to intervene. The former uh, foreign minister of Austria, Kneisel, has been attacked and driven away from her home in Austria. And there's an attack on South African President Ramaphosa merely because he placed a phone call to Putin. So we're seeing an absolutely insane escalation coming from NATO on behalf of the U.S. and the British in particular. NATO does not want a peaceful resolution. The goal of the British and the United States is the destruction of the Russian economy and to finish the job that was done during the Yeltsin years of destroying Russia as a potentially viable modern economy. At the same time, they're trying to discredit the government to bring about a color revolution or a regime change coup in Russia. Now, when you're looking at these Western figures, don't believe their statements of concern about the damage being done to Ukraine and the, the harm done to the Ukrainian people. These are crocodile tears. They're using the, the, the Ukrainian people as cannon fodder in their attempt to destroy Russia. Now, uh, just a, an example of this is what's coming from the think tank, the Atlantic Council, which is a British-American think tank. On March 11th, they had an article titled, titled, What's Left to Sanction in Russia? Wallets, Stocks, and Foreign Investments. One of the co-authors is Daniel Fried, the Atlantic Council's guru on sanctions policy. He was the head of the sanctions policy under Obama in 2014 when the initial anti-Russian sanctions were, were imposed after the U.S. ran a coup to drive out a neutral government in Ukraine because they thought he was too pro-Russian. Uh, Fried and his co-author write in this article that even if the war is ended, it would be complex to come up with a resolution since Putin's promises simply can't be trusted, implying that the sanction regime will be permanent. 
And Fred Kemp, the CEO of the Atlantic Council, in an article called It Isn't, it Isn't Enough Yet, made the same basic point that until you bring Russia to its knees, there's no possibility for peace. Now, the problem is, while they're willing to fight to the last Ukrainian, they have a delusional belief that the, the U.S. and NATO uh, have the power to impose their will and that ultimately the same delusional belief that Russia will submit. They're willing to destroy the economy in the West, if necessary, by unleashing hyperinflation. But what's the reason for that? Well, they have to protect the bloated assets, the financial instruments held on the books of banks in the West, which are overloaded with unpayable debt. They have to sustain that through inflation. And therefore, the, the collapse of the economy and the war drive from the West are one and the same process. And we, we have a comment yesterday from Mohamed el Arian, the former head of PIMCO, the largest bond dealer in the world, uh, now at Allianz. Uh, el Arian predicted at least 12 more months of, quote, uncomfortable inflation in the West. So with these delusional visions dancing in the minds of the Blinkens and, and the Liz Truss and, and the others in the West, who are willing to sacrifice Ukraine, willing to sacrifice the president of Ukraine to keep him online for the war drive, the question comes up, what can we do? Now, so the starting point for this is to recognize that peace is not just the absence of war and fighting. There is a prospect for a viable, sustainable peace order, and that's based on a program for economic development which uh, is the result of 40 to 50 years of work by American economist and statesman Lyndon LaRouche. He put forward a number of proposals, including a creation of a new Bretton Woods to revive the post-World War II agreement that provided economic stability until 1971, when Nixon uh, did away with it under the pressure from people like Paul Volcker and George Shultz. The New Bretton Woods is something which fits in perfectly with the idea of the cooperation that's been proposed for the Belt and Road Initiative. Uh, part of the New Bretton Woods idea is the Four Powers Agreement from LaRouche, where he took a proposal from a Russian Prime Minister Primakov that the four largest economic and military powers, the United States, China, Russia, and India, could meet to negotiate a new financial and security architecture that would be strong enough to overwhelm the power of the City of London and Wall Street banks. And backing this up are LaRouche's four laws, which would return the world to the, the era when governments were committed to physical economic development and physical economic development in cooperation with other nations through interconnected infrastructure. Uh, through joint scientific work and, and so on. And the underlying principle here is there's no security for any nation under the, geo, the existing geopolitical doctrines, which are divide and conquer. The only basis for security for your nation is to assure that there's security for other nations. 
which is essentially what Putin was asking for when he asked for security guarantees for Russia, not just for Russia, but for every nation. And that's what the Wall Street, City of London, British intelligence, U.S. intelligence, the diplomatic corps, the NATO military, that's what they're trying to stop, a world in which every nation cooperates, which would take away the power of the Anglo-American empire to dictate the terms, especially the terms for a Great Reset and a Green New Deal, which would deprive nations of their sovereignty. That's the issue. And the Belt and Road Initiative is a promising beginning toward this kind of world, and the Chinese have again reiterated their offer for the United States to join them. Now, it's in this context that the Schiller Institute has issued a call for convening a conference to draft a new security and financial architecture. Thousands of you have already signed the petition. We have to organize others who are the victims of the past 40 years of the shift from a physically productive economy in the West to a consumer society funded by debt and funded by the flows of, of liquidity that end up in the pockets of the speculative swindlers of the leading banks, insurance companies, and financial institutions of the West. We have to overcome this. That's what the idea of the development programs of LaRouche uh, is ultimately about. We have to overcome it by reclaiming the heritage of the American system, which grew out of the American Revolution. And that is physical economy, increasing the productivity of all workers by increasing the input of science and technology to benefit everyone, not just the oligarchs. Now, this must become the national mission of the United States as well as every other nation, to if we're going to establish a peaceful world. Not the self-sacrifice that's being demanded of you today to fund the war machine and fill the coffers of the speculators, but to act as patriots of your nation and as world citizens, as Friedrich Schiller described, as the, the way to realize the best of all possible worlds for all people. Look at the resolution that's linked at the bottom of today's update. If you haven't signed it yet, sign it. Circulate it as widely as possible and join our fight to convene this conference. That's the way to peace. And that's the only way to peace unless you're seeking the peace of the grave. Thanks for joining me. And I, I hope you'll be working with us over the next days and weeks to make this conference a reality.